one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Russell Dickerson, and a big surprise from Thomas Rhett. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of November 7th, 2022. We're bringing you the hottest news and the newest music in country music every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And now it's time to dive into the hottest news in country music this week. The hottest. The hottest. Congratulations are in order for American Idol's Gabby Barrett and Cade Foner, who have welcomed their second child. You can check out the adorable photo announcement for that up now on allcountrynews.com or over on their socials. Another congratulations is in order for Old Dominion, who sold out both of their upcoming tour dates at the iconic Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. The show sold out in less than 24 hours after the tickets went on sale. And honestly, I expect this for most of their tour dates. They are so legendary and they're taking so many amazing openers out on the road, including Cassie Ashton, who is a personal fave of mine. It's called the No Bad Vibes Tour and it will be a 30-stop tour So if you want to see them, make sure you get tickets for that ASAP. Tickets are on sale now and the dates are all up on their site. Check that out ASAP. The World Series has officially come to the end with the Phillies losing and Astros winning. But all I'm here to talk to you about, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Tim McGraw himself attended Game 3 of the World Series and wore his father Tug McGraw's Phillies jersey. It was so heartwarming to see. Super incredible. You can check out more footage from that now up on allcountrynews.com. Speaking of our website, make sure you head over there now. We found the cutest five-year-old on the planet who dressed up as Keith Whitley for Halloween, and it is honestly the most iconic thing ever. Make sure you head over there now to check that out. You are not going to want to miss it. And also, as if that wasn't already cool enough, Logan goes dressed as a country music icon every year since he was one years old. So go ahead and check those out. He is quickly becoming a country legend. Also up on our site are a few of our favorite moments from CMA history. Up at number one, Miranda Lambert's 2021 opening performance of Little Red Wagon and Mama's Broken Heart. I got to witness that in person last year, and it was honestly mind-blowing. Number two, Carly Pierce accepting the 2021 Female Vocalist of the Year trophy. I also got to witness that as well, and there wasn't a dry eye in the house. 
Number three, we have Brothers Osborne performing Younger Me. And I was also there for that. And honestly, I was so emotional. It was so incredible to get to watch these two artists have such an epic performance. Number four, Marin Morris performing The Bones in 2020. Absolutely incredible. Also, her acceptance speech at that show for single of the year and also song of the year made me super emotional. If you know me at all, you know I am a Marin stan. And coming in at number five, the Women of Country's 2019 opening performance, which was so incredibly legendary. I'm still not over it. And coming in at number six, the Homecoming Queen Girl Crush mashup at the 2019 Awards. From Kelsey Ballerini and Lindsay L., it was to die for. Number seven, Johnny Cash's tribute at the 2003 Awards. That one was absolutely legendary. And you can check these all out up on allcountrynews.com now to reminisce and get ready for the 2022 ceremony happening this week. Thomas Rhett is hitting the road for his 2023 hometown tour, and he is taking two powerhouse up-and-coming artists. And I say up-and-coming, but honestly, they're really not. To me, I think of them as solidified country stars now. But he's taking out on the road with him, Cole Swindell and Nate Smith. Very excited about that. If you have not checked out either of their catalogs, please make sure you do. They are absolute superstars. Speaking of superstars, Spencer Crandall released his new album, Western, and it's a journey that takes you through his Western roots and life in general, and our very own Backstage Bobby got to sit down with him for an exclusive interview up on allcountrynews.com now. And now it's time to dive into the hottest releases in country music this week. The hottest. The hottest. Have to kick things off with Russell Dickerson's newest album, which is self-titled. And I'm always a sucker for a self-titled album. I feel like those ones end up being the most vulnerable, the ones where we learn the most about an artist. And I definitely feel that way about this one. It is top to bottom absolutely fantastic. And if I had to tell you to listen to any of the tracks, I absolutely adore 18. This next release I have been so excited about. Stephanie Quayle released her album, On the Edge, and it will literally keep you on the edge. It is so good. It's eight tracks of absolute perfection. And if I had to pick a favorite, I'd probably have to say Charmed. I just am obsessed, and you will be too, as soon as you give it a listen. This is me telling you this is your must-listen for the week. This next release is for all the lovers out there and also just so happens to be our All Country News Friday Find. Nathan Wilson sings of true love in a wholesome new track meant for you. And this one is all about just, you know, being meant for someone. And it's such a great song. It definitely has that classic country vocal feel to it, but with new age production. I could definitely see this one skyrocketing up the charts. Again, this one is for all the lovebirds. So next time you're with that special someone, turn this one up loud. 
Luke Bryan released his latest track, Prayin' in a Deer Stand, and he said it's all about getting in nature and enjoying that outside world. And that is something that I so agree with. We all definitely need to come back down to earth, get away from our screens, and take pleasure in everything that nature so graciously gives us. Definitely check this one out. This next release I am beyond excited to talk about. I am a huge fan of this artist. Carter Faith released her latest single, Already Crazy, and it is unreal. She has one of the most unique and stunning voices, not just in country music, but in my opinion, all of music. And she's just a powerhouse. Every single song she releases is literally gold. And this one is just so incredible. It was written with Topher Brown and Lauren Hungate. I mean, this trio absolutely nailed this song. In fact, they even got a standing ovation after teasing the latest release at the historic Randall Opry earlier this month. She is an artist to watch out for. And I say that about a lot of artists on here because there is so much incredible young talent coming up in this genre. But this girl is an absolute shining star. I would not be surprised if in the next five years we see her playing to giant stadiums everywhere. She's just absolutely incredible. Can't say enough. Another must listen for the week. Cody Johnson released the first live track of his upcoming live album, Cody Johnson and the Rockin' CJB Live, which will be out December 2nd, but you can listen to Human Now on all streaming platforms, and it's absolutely spectacular. I am such a sucker for live performances, and we're lucky because we get two of these amazing this week. Not only do we get Cody Johnson's live track, but also Marin Morris released Humble Quest in Rare Form, which is a live performance short film and album. You can check out the live film now on YouTube and also check out the album on all streaming platforms everywhere. Troy Cartwright released his new EP, Just Kids, and the songwriting on this is absolutely phenomenal. So good, in fact, that I can't pinpoint just one song for you to go listen to. So do yourself a favor and go put this one on as soon as you're done listening to me. This one you're going to want to have on repeat. The holidays are just around the corner and we have country icon Ronnie Dunn helping us kick off in true holiday fashion with his version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Honestly, I don't think anyone can do any wrong to this song. It's such a classic and he absolutely nails it. So if you're looking to get into the holiday spirit a little early like me, make sure you check this one out. It's fantastic. To listen to all these songs and more, make sure you subscribe to our new Music Roundup Spotify playlist and make sure you sign up for the All Country News weekly newsletter because not only will you get all of these, but you'll get access to all the upcoming album releases. 
have a very exciting addition to this week's podcast. Our very own Backstage Bobby got to sit down with former Chicago Bear, Zach Miller, and they talk all things music and what's coming up for him in the future. You can listen to that all here now. I'm so excited to chat with you about new music. Um, I'll let you know this is coming out. Let me pull up the exact date. So if you have anything that you want to talk about that's forward coming. So you will be coming out November the 8th. So if there's anything between now and then that you want to tease or talk about that might be kind of happening around that time, feel free to. But if not, we can just chat about what you have going on right now. Sweet. Awesome. So first of all, I want to talk to you. You've had quite the interesting story, sports into music. So I want to go like way, way back, like baby Zach. What were you doing when you were little? Did you always have a love for music and football or is kind of this music thing a new way to cope for you? No, so I always had a love for music. I never, I played the piano when I was young. Uh, I think probably like five or six years old, my parents put me into piano lessons. Um, I don't think that lasted very long because I was all sports as as a youngster. But music was heavily involved in my life. I played the saxophone, I think starting in fifth grade all the way through high school. but like, as I got a little bit older in high school, sports kind of just took the, the, the center stage for, for most things. So I started to focus on that. But I think there's this unique crossover between sports and, and music. So I was always heavily involved um, in music throughout my entire life. I love it. So I know you guys play music in the locker room. I'm no, I, I have a feeling there's some kind of pump up music or something fun. So was it a lot of country music in the locker room or were you the one bringing that or like, how did you find country music? Um, I mean, I grew up in Nebraska, so I grew up in a town of 300 people. Uh, it was, it's, it's been around me forever. In sports though, like I was heavily drawn to the hip hop side of things. I mean, growing up in locker rooms and all that stuff, hip hop is very prevalent um especially in the nfl so there'd be days where we'd get some country music playing in there there's there's some country boys that are running around the nfl but it was just it was a happy balance so you had to pick and choose um when you when you get those country days but it was a lot of hip-hop and so i think a a little bit of that um you know kind of bleeds into some of the stuff that i like as far as musically so no, I love that. So talk to me about growing up in Nebraska. Like what kind of music were you listening to? Was there country music in your house or was it a nice blend? I know for me, it was a lot of these guys up above me, but also like a lot of Prince and Bruce Springsteen. So I'm kind of this like big mutt of a music lover. Uh, same way for me. Um, my, my mom and dad both loved classic rock. So classic rock was a, a, a lot. Um, being from Nebraska and being in a small town, obviously country was around as well but my I have two older sisters and as they got older they were in that like kind of 90s hip-hop so I I became I fell in love with 90s hip-hop like west coast Tupac's my favorite rapper and so I was drawn to the sounds and and the story of the west coast hip-hop thing so I'm kind of like you I pull from all these different genres the, the classic rock, country, hip hop, and obviously pop culture, pop culture today kind of, and it's so new for me, like creative, creatively. So I'm just pulling from any which way I can. 
Uh, so I'll figure it out and see where the sound goes. But right now I'm just, I'm throwing darts at the board. I love it. I love that you love Tupac. So do I. I make my trainer. We do Tupac Tuesdays. So no. all we listen to is Tupac when I work out on Tuesdays. <laughs> incredible. My old my old trainer when I was when I was playing, his Tuesdays were Techno Tuesday, and it drove me nuts. So I'm gonna put Tupac Tuesday. That's gonna be the next thing that we're doing. So thank you. Oh, I you. love it. So talk to me about songwriting. Was this always maybe? a really good way during your sports career to have a creative outlet outside of the field or a songwriting, songwriting a completely new kind of horizon for you? Completely new. Um, I was, I, I got a guitar in college just to have a hobby and pass the time. So when I get the, done with practice or go home, it would be like, I can escape for a little bit, play some music and just decompress. Uh, I didn't start writing songs until I got hurt. That was, that was like my outlet. So um, then when I got to that point, uh, going through that stuff, I just needed to escape. And I leaned on that. I was like, I'm just gonna start writing things so I can go somewhere else and disappear from this hospital bed and, and do that, all this stuff. And that's kind of just where, uh, where I fell in love with that creative process of writing songs and going to the places and re-experiencing things like that. So. Uh, it, it's definitely a unique thing for me and, and it's new and I'm learning, uh, but I love it. No, we love it too. And I am lucky enough that you're in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. So you have gotten the opportunity to open up for great people and at great places like Joe's on weed. I mean, what an iconic country venue. You recently just were a part of um, the McHenry concert over there, the Rise Up McHenry. So talk to me what it means to you to kind of be so thrusted into this community, but not only like thrusted into it, but so welcomed. I love it. I, I can't even explain what the city of Chicago means to me, what the fan base um, for specifically the Chicago Bears, but just that entire area they took me in from day one um and then we've just we've had a roller coaster ride and it's it's transitioned over to they they're still supporting me so i love that playing joe's on weed street was incredible because i used to i'd go to shows there and i never imagined being on stage i never envisioned this until it kind of was just like what am i going to do so playing those places Playing Joe's is, I'd play there every weekend if I could, it's so fun. It's just such a, it's a, it's a very unique place and a staple in not only in Chicago, but in country music across the country. So I love that. Uh, the McHenry thing was so cool. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a, a huge outdoor event when you're talking eight, 9,000 people out there for Brad Paisley, and uh, Chris Lane, Dustin Lynch, Dylan Scott. Like, those are some heavy hitters. So I had an Ernest opened up the show on Saturday. So I, I love Ernest, man. Um, I've had a chance to meet Ernest once in person, but he's one of my favorite songwriters um, when, it, when it gets into studying people. And I, I haven't done it for long, but once I found out who he was and the songs that he had written, I really kind of dove into what he was doing and I just love the way he writes music. So Chicago has been great to me and it's, it's, uh, it's all new. So I'm enjoying it. I love it. So talk to me about how you feel like you've grown as a songwriter and like, 
what are your goals with your songwriting? Because at the core of it, like country music really is all about that good song. Right. And that's, that's a challenge. That's probably the one thing that, that I enjoy the most, but also like despise. I'm like, gosh, this is, it's hard. It's a challenge to, to do that. Um, for me, it was just write what I know. And I've, I've asked a bunch of people around, like, just you got to write and write and write until it's all out there. And then read, watch movies, study, find, like, I'm literally, I carry around a note in my phone or in, I got a, a book and I'm constantly looking for things, whether, whether it's one-liners or title ideas. So I keep a constant like catalog of things that I could maybe use for creativity. But at this stage of the game, I, my goal is for me to be able to construct a song more abstractly where I'm not just writing so personal. Um, and that's, that's one of those things that I'm trying to work on and uh, figure out how to do that without just all the songs being pertained to my life and everything that I do. Because that's a scary thing too. Um, but that's all I've known from the get-go is just writing from this personal standpoint. So I think uh, a goal for me would be to get better to write abstractly. I love that. I so it's so funny. I'm sitting here and you're like, I'm studying tape and I'm listening to this and I have this notebook. And all I could think of is like you studying tape before a big game. Like that's so what like parallels are you finding and you're kind of discovering between the work ethic of a football player and now being this kind of country artist on the rise? I approach it very similarly. Um, and to be honest with you, like you can you can pull from from both sides of it. Uh, I think the football thing, the way that I was taught to prepare, um, to study, to do those things. Like if I go to a show now, I used to go to a gig for fun. And now it's like, I'm there and like, I want to have fun. But at the same time, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to watch guys and girls, how they move. I'm trying to see how they work the stage, what they're doing with lights and like just really taking an entire like, the entire atmosphere and just trying to download it so I can learn from them. Um, and I, I, I take that from my football side, from the athletic part of just studying and, and preparing. So it's one of those, it's, it's very similar when it comes to, to preparing for music. I love it. So your new single for me has been on absolute repeat. Some things ain't you. I feel like it can be taken in so many different ways, but when you were writing it, when you were creating it, what was your thought process for the song? So actually I wrote, that was probably the quickest song I've ever written. It just came out. It was one of those things that just, it came out and I was like, wow, <clears throat> I kind of like this. And I was having coffee. I was sitting in the sunroom and I feel like I'm most creative in the morning. So I don't know why, but I like nostalgia. I like the, the old things, you know, like everybody loves it the glory days when we grew up. Um, and for me, especially in today's world, everything's constantly changing and it's, it changes quickly. Uh, I look back, you know, when I was a kid and then I even think back even further, like, okay, what, what was it like when my parents were kids? And how did it change to then when I was a kid? And how has that changed to now I have three of my own kids. And I look at all those parallels or all the differences <clears throat> and I'm like, gosh, everything changes. And I want to hold on to it, right? But you can't. So 
from that point, I was like, man, everything's going to change. But this is a love song. So if you, if you got that special person, you know, you got that one special person in your life, everything else is going to change. But I pray to God that never does. So that's where I got um, the idea that all these things are going to change. Some things are going to change, but some things aren't you. So if you're that special person, everything else will change, but, but you won't. Um, I love it. So. I'm hoping that's your wife on the album cover. Is that a personal picture of y'all? Yeah, that was us. We, uh, we were out in the Bahamas. And uh, we, the, a friend of ours took that on a Polaroid picture. So how that whole thing started, I'm sitting in the sunroom. And I tell you, I write from a personal experience. And I actually opened up my wallet. And there, I keep that Polaroid picture in there. And so I have this Polaroid picture in my wallet. And that's the first line of the song. And the only other thing I had in there was $180 cash. And so that was like this, the, there's a line in there on the second verse, it's like 180 folded cash, 220 on the dash. And so I, I basically just took everything I had on the, right in front of me that day and just started writing about it. And that's what came out. I love it. So I always love to ask a little bit of a deeper question, one that's gonna make you think a little bit. And I feel like it's very quick for people in the sports world to be like, oh, like he's not really doing anything now. He's going to do music. But I know you and I had had a personal conversation a little bit before this that you like you're so passionate about it. And as somebody who loves country music and who is picky about her country music, I love what you're doing. And it's so authentic and it fits into this country music niche that we're really seeing right now. So talk to me a little bit more about maybe what you kind of want to say to those naysayers. Ah, it's such a it's one of those things that I want to be careful in, in because this is not a hobby for me. Like I, I knew that a lot of people were like, Oh, he's coming from playing in the NFL. And this is just a thing. It's not that like, I, I love this stuff. I fell in love with writing the, the very first time I put the pen to paper. I was like, wow, I love this. I don't know if this is any good. Um, and I know that there's, there's uh, especially in country music today, like, there's blending of genres and there's a bunch of these things, right? And the people that are protective of that and rightfully so. Um, but that's just my music background, right? Uh, you know, I listen to Sam Hunt a lot and I know when Sam was, was starting this thing, a lot of people are like, oh, that's not country music and, and this and that. But that's just, I think Sam is a prime example of just being who you are and sticking to really what you believe in and, and making good music regardless of what other people think. And that is where my heart is. I make this music because it makes me feel good. I make, I write songs because I love it. Um, and if I'm blessed enough for other people to love it as well, then it becomes theirs and, and it's, it's for them. But I, I'm creating for my own peace and my own happiness that I really love to do that. But if you, if you get to a point where you can share it with other people and they like it, I think that's the goal. Uh, so it's a fine line of, of wanting to, to be happy for myself and then hopefully other people engage in that and the songs become theirs. No, but I love that. I feel like that's what country music, music's all about. If you don't actually enjoy it and you don't believe in your work, like nobody else is going to. But you mentioned you're a dad of three and you mentioned that you want other people to like your music. What is your kid's favorite song that you have? Oh, I don't know. They actually do a good job um, of actually kind of singing along. I'm like, wow, you know dad's song. 
So that's kind of cool. I think they're probably tired of me always singing all the time. Oh, like I, I'm, I'm in the studio doing whatever. They're probably like, Dad, come on, man, give it up. Let's go do something. But they do a, a pretty good job of making me feel like I'm okay. That's so fun. That's always good to have your kids be proud of you. Not that I would know, but it seems like it would be pretty nice. <laughs> so I always love to play a little game, a little rapid fire question game, but I preface it with take as much time as you need. Like it's, okay. it's really not that big of a deal. So first of all, who are you listening to right now? Oh, wow. I'm all over the place. Um, Dermot Kennedy is probably absolutely one of my favorite artists. Um, across all genres. He, he takes a cake for me. Uh, and him and I got the chance to become friends back in, I think 2015 or 16 when I was still playing. Uh, so I listened to him a lot and we're, we're still great friends today. So he's at the top of the list. Um, Sam Hunt's up there just because I love him. Like I love, I love his sound, I love, I love his vibe, he's great. But I listen to a lot of classic stuff, I listen to CCR, I listen to a guy named Billy Falcon, who's a, an old classic rock guy. Um, modern country, it's all over the place. I mean, Taylor Swift. Uh, I like 90s uh, Shania Twain and, and all that stuff. So Ernest, uh, Morgan, Luke. If, you, if I sent you my playlist, you'd be like, wow, who is this guy? But uh, singer-songwriter, I love a guy named James Gillespie. Uh, James Bay so like there's there's a bunch of stuff where I'm all over the place and I'm still holding on to my 90s hip-hop so Tupac's in there. Tupac Tuesdays yeah <laughs> so you talked about you know what I mean growing as a songwriter so who would a dream co-write be like who would you love to sit down and write a song with? Wow so I was that's a tough question I was in Nashville a couple months ago and I went and I went to my first uh, writer's round to sit and watch and um, there's three guys out there, Jackie Lee, Deb Gibson, and Brent Anderson. <clears throat> Those guys were incredible. And it was my first time just sitting, sitting down and being in front of songwriters in real life. And I was like, golly, these guys are good. I think a dream co-write or a dream collaboration in that music genre uh, that I'm trying to, to do is, is Sam Hunt, something that... I think that's probably up there. Now, if I go outside of the genre, I don't know. I would, that's, that's tough. Um, it'd be fun to sit down and write with Ernest just because he's, he's one of my favorite uh, songwriters, but I don't know, that's tough. No, I love it. Um, what is your go-to food? Like your favorite food? I mean, can I get a couple choices? Sure, I mean, I had waffles for dinner, so. <laughs> That's not a bad thing at all. It wasn't. <laughs> my wife actually just, it, it was my birthday yesterday. So she just made my birthday cake. Oh, thank you. So we just had birthday cake uh, a little bit ago before we got everyone, which is amazing. Um, if I'm sitting down and watch football, pizza and wings, hands down. Um, if it's summertime, you can't go, I can't, like, I need a giant ribeye. I, it's just, if I got steak and pizza and wings, I'd be good um, for the rest of my life. So I love that. So is there a song that really connects with you that you wish you had written? Oh, wow. 
Yeah, my so, I, and this is a thing that I've always like. I always ask people, like, "What's one song you could listen to for the rest of your life? If you if you had one song you could only listen to for the rest of your life, what would it be?" And I ask that to a lot of people. Nobody really ever asks me that. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's there's a song called "Without Fear" um, that Dermot Kennedy wrote, and it's actually the title of his debut album that he released shoot back in 2018 and it is hands down my favorite song i've listened to it if that's the only thing i can listen to for the rest of my life i put that one on and back i'm good i'll just let this play and and carry on i love it so last rapid fire question if you could have your music on any tv show either that's on the air or off the air what tv show would you want your song to be on Holy smokes. I don't watch a ton of TV. That's such a hard thing to do because I could like, I can't put out a good TV show right now. Oh man. What if we throw like all gas, no brakes on like Sons of Anarchy or something? <laughs> no, I, I definitely approve of that. So what else can we expect from you? I have a feeling the momentum that you have from all of these singles and these live shows and just really growing your fan base this year, what's on the horizon for you? Um, same thing, steady. I, I got to continue to grow my craft. I got to continue to write songs and hopefully get better in, in that aspect. I got a new song coming out uh, soon. And it's, I'm a huge fall guy. I love, I love this season. October is my favorite month. And as it starts to get a little colder and seasons start to change, I know uh, we kind of like to stay inside, maybe cuddle on the couch. So it's going to be snuggle season. I've got, a, I've got a, slow, uh, a slow song coming out here for that time. Um, so that'll be out here early November. Uh, I haven't had a date yet, so it'll be first week or two in November that it, that'll be out. But i got a couple shows coming out. Um, November 18th, I'm at a, a place here in Omaha called uh, The Granary, which is a new uh, music venue, which will be good. And I got a couple shows in Chicago. I got two nights in uh, Wrigleyville at Old Crow, December 2nd and 3rd. So, Well, lucky for you, I'm in town. So I know where I will be. <laughs> And I'll bring the posse, which is just my crazy, crazy family. So lucky you. <laughs> yeah, so that's really what I got so far. Continuing to create and uh, new songs coming out that I'm working on and, and some shows coming up. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know you are a busy, busy guy. I'm so glad we were able to do this. That's so cool. I thank you for having me on. And before I go, you know we have to talk about video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Riley Green performing the kind of love we make at CMT Artists of the Year 2022 event. He absolutely nailed this. And I could honestly watch this like 700 times and never get sick of it. So I'm pretty sure you won't either. Make sure you check this one out. It's so good. <laughs> 
That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.